0: A new Tetris movie is hitting streaming this weekend and much like the actual Tetris, it's really just something entertaining to do while you're waiting for Mario Brothers. And to replicate the Tetris experience, this music will be playing behind my entire review. This review is brought to you by PayPal Honey. Get started saving right now for free at joinhoney.com slash Merle and stay tuned after this review for more info. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Murrell, and this is my review of Tetris, the new movie hitting Apple TV Plus this upcoming weekend in a much, much darker timeline. There was actually a sci-fi thriller based on Tetris that was supposed to have been greenlit back in 2016, 2017 with like an $80 million budget. This is not that movie, and I think it's probably a better movie than that movie would have been. This Tetris is from writer Noah Pink, who co-created the National Geographic Anthology series genius, and director John S. Baird with Matthew Vaughn on board as one of the film's producers. Set in the late 1980s, Tetris stars Taron Egerton as Hank Rogers, a desperate video game publisher who discovers a new game from behind the Iron Curtain called, well, of course, Tetris. In need of a hit, Hank first licenses Tetris for Japanese consoles, then realizes that there may be a goldmine in handheld gaming rights for an upcoming Nintendo product called the Game Boy. What follows is an industrial thriller as Hank tries to outsmart a British publisher attempting to steal the rights from him, as well as the failing Soviet empire rife with corruption and officials who don't like seeing the windfall from a Soviet invention going to the capitalist world. Have you ever negotiated with the Soviets? Do you know what it feels like to be in a country where where everyone is watching you? No. So don't tell me what is and what is not complicated. Tetris is a great example of the idea that you can make an interesting movie out of just about anything, because when you look at the plot of the film, at least the intricacies of it, it's about what is a console versus what is handheld and what is arcade and how do you define a computer and different kinds of rights in different countries for different kinds of gaming. It feels like it could have been just a bunch of dry legal jargon, but it's not. And when you think about it, it makes sense because the social network, one of the best movies of the 21st century is basically about intellectual property rights and an ongoing lawsuit between a few different rich people. It's not just the concept of the movie, it's the execution, and execution is what helps Tetris in that regard, but also is its biggest weakness. With what I'm sure is a hefty dose of dramatic license, this legal dispute becomes an underdog story as Hank wagers everything on the promise of tetris and fights the soviets and rival publishers at the risk of losing his house and perhaps his life if he continues to try soviet patience everything is going to be fine because if it isn't then we don't have handheld rights and we don't have console rights and nintendo will sue us for fraud and we'll lose the business and they'll probably take our house And I am trying to keep it together. It can be really I am, but I do not have a backup plan. I'm sure, especially as we get into the third act, that the car chases and some of the higher spy level intrigue probably didn't happen, but it feels true to the spirit of the era. We're talking about 1988, 1989, when there were a lot of people that were rushing to cash in on the gold mine that Nintendo had unleashed. It's also true to where the USSR was at that time. This is right before the fall of the Soviet Union, and the Berlin Wall you had people that were kind of battling for the ideals, the ideals that the Soviet Union was built upon. But you also had people there that were sort of worried about the perils of the future as things were starting to collapse. You had people that were just as capitalistic as anybody else in the world that were looking to cash in. You had so much corruption. All of that plays into the movie. Is it as true to this specific story Probably not, but it is true to the era in which this movie takes place. If anything, I think the movie Tetris underestimates just how interesting the legal positioning at the center of the film is, because I can do without the more Hollywood stuff that you get towards the end of the film, because it's pretty obvious that this is probably not true, and the people that were involved in the story have pretty much confirmed that, that they went through, they did a kind of a factual pass, and then they just kind of had to throw their hands up in the air at all of the Hollywood stuff, but I think that that is the interesting stuff, not the car chases, but the idea of different people in different rooms negotiating against each other, and this person thinks they have the rights but they don't really have the rights and is that person going to find out that I think is probably closer to the real story and that's what's really the most interesting part of this movie it almost feels like a cop-out that it goes a little bit more conventional towards the end because it does such a good job of positioning all of these different pieces together and everybody else and the Soviet Union also being involved you have the capitalist parties involved you have this the socialist parties involved and the people that are riding this line back and forth That's the interesting stuff not the more Hollywood stuff, and it was a little disappointing that so much of the third act was devoted to that more conventional type of storytelling, as if they didn't have faith in how interested the audience would be in what else was going on. I think the movie's largely held together by Taron Egerton, who brings a hopeless, sometimes reckless, optimistic, manic energy to Hank, along with a great mustache and a more than respectable American accent. Despite the fact that he's a big star, I think that Taron Egerton is still somewhat underrated, especially when you look at the fact that he wasn't even considered for the Academy Award for his performance in Rocket Man as Elton John, I think because he had the misfortune of doing it the year after Rami Malek had been in Bohemian Rhapsody, as if that should matter at all. Going back to Kingsman, which was the first thing that I remember seeing him in, it was kind of his big break, he just has this sort of authenticity to his performance, no matter what character he's playing, and he brings that to Hank. You really believe that this is a guy who truly wants the best for himself, wants the best for his family but also is incredibly reckless and irresponsible in trying to achieve those goals, and it's this desperation, this tap dance that drives him. He's a man with everything to lose, and that's what makes him a relatable character, and I think that Taron Egerton was a good match for this role. There's also a father-son duo of publishers played by Roger Allam and Anthony Boyle who add some real stakes to this power struggle, Although, much like the action beats, I don't really know if it was necessary to stick Roger Allum into a prosthetic fat suit to mimic real life. He's a seasoned actor, for which this prosthetic enhancement was probably not necessary. Toby Jones is great as a small-time middleman, and Nikita Efremov is the actual inventor of Tetris in particular puts a really human face on the game itself. It was something that was born out of love, it's something that everybody else in the movie regards as an asset, something to be negotiated for, but the inventor of the game actually had the least amount because he, by the rules of the Soviet Union, couldn't actually make any money off of it. So he really did see it for what it was, this thing that he invented to entertain himself and his coworkers that has spun wildly out of control. Were this movie being released in in theaters, I think that Tetris probably would have stood a pretty good shot at being a mid-sized hit. I think it was budgeted fairly responsibly. It doesn't look like it had an out-of-control budget. But Tetris is coming out on Apple TV+, Plus, which means, let's be honest, you're probably not going to see it. Because even Apple TV+, Plus's flagship show, Ted Lasso, winner of all the Emmys, draws an audience reportedly of less than a million people. I really do think it's a shame how fragmented and fractured the streaming world has become, because there are a lot of movies like Tetris that are not the ones that break through the streaming noise because they're nominated for best picture or whatever, but they're really solid watches that just get completely lost in the shuffle with everything else. But if you do have Apple TV+, Plus, or if you're sometime in the future when Apple TV Plus is swallowed up by Disney+, Plus in the dystopia that we're rapidly speeding towards, then I would recommend seeing it. It does take several turns too many into the more conventional Hollywood storytelling, but what comes before that I found to be intensely interesting, and you have some great performances, some great laughs, some genuine heart. It's a movie that I liked, I may not have loved, but I liked, and I think that it's worth a flyer and a couple of hours of your time. So that is a solid recommendation on Tetris. Are you planning to see it this weekend? There's a lot going on, including Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves hitting theaters nationwide. Let me know down in the comments below, and before we go, I wanna thank the sponsor for this review, Honey the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. When I'm shopping online, there's nothing quite like finding a great deal. It's the thrill of the hunt. Well, thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past because Honey is a free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds right to your cart. Honey searches for any coupon it can find for the site that you're shopping on, and if it finds a working coupon, you'll watch your total drop. I was on Amazon the other day looking for a new phone case, and up popped Honey showing me what the price had been for that phone case over the last few weeks and offering to let me know if that price dropped again. And when I was looking to get some new shoes, I went to my shopping cart and I got a notification about a cashback deal that was available and saved me about five bucks. And Honey doesn't just work on desktops, it also works on your iPhone. Just activate it on Safari and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. Get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com merl Merle. That's joinhoney.com. M-U-R-R-E-L-L. Thanks to PayPal Honey for sponsoring this video and thank you for watching. I'll be back very soon with more movie news, reviews, box office, and more. Until then, stay safe and I'll see you next time. Bye.